teacher in a CCD class was talking to his students on heaven and the ways and means to get there. Then he asked them, if I sold my house and my car and had a big garage sale and gave all that money to the church, will I get to heaven? The pastors would have been happy, but the children said, no. Then he asked them, okay, if I cleaned the church every day and moved the yard and kept everything neat and tidy, would I get to heaven? And the student said, no. Again, he asked them, okay, if I'm very kind to animals and gave candies to all the children and loved my family, my neighbors, and helped them, will that take me to heaven? And again, the children said, no. And the teacher was clueless. He didn't know what to ask now. So he told them, okay, you tell me, how do I get to heaven? The very smallest in the class, he raised his hand and said, I'll tell you. Sir, first you've got to be dead. (laughs) The readings of the day invite us to reflect and meditate on the end times. The shortness of life, the inevitability of the end, calls us for the urgency to be vigilant, watchful, alert, and faithful to God. St. Francis of Assisi, who is known as the saint of nature, was hoeing his garden one day. His philosopher friend approached him and asked, Francis, what would you do if you learned that you would die today? Francis reflected for a moment and said, I would finish hoeing my garden, and I will be faithful to what I am doing now. How many of us can say that? Our pastor, Monsignor King, has a pastoral vision for all of us that we all grow in holiness and in our faithfulness to God. And if we convert the sermon messages that we had been hearing from past few weeks into actions, no doubt that all of us will become contemplatives in action. And we began the sermon series by concretizing the universal human experience, the experience of brokenness and emptiness, and yet an inner calling for something deeper and something beyond. And in that personal experience, I'm invited to realize it's not I who am searching for God, but God searches for me. But the worldliness that is in me, my limitations, my brokenness, and the secular philosophies and the deviated theologies pushes me away from God. Ironically, I go after things to fill the vacuum and the emptiness, but only to further experience deeper emptiness and wider brokenness. And I am on constant run away from God who is in search of me to fill me with 
that lasting peace, joy, and bliss that I am looking for. And once I stop my run from God and chase after the worldly and material things, I discover God in my life. I find hope in God's promise in every sunrise, his protection and providence in all the plants, the birds, the animals, his mysterious, yet marvelous love in every mountains and valleys, the encouragement for my life, the peace in my life, the comfort in my troubled life in every scriptural reading, and his very own presence with radiant grace and mercy in the sacraments. In this pursuit, I am not alone. I am part of that community that constantly seeks God's will and is always faithful in that pursuit. And in my community, I am blessed with models to live my faith life. I have the examples of saints who live the will of God in word and deed. And if I choose Christ and surrender my life to him, as did the saints, then I experience liberation, a total freedom, the freedom of the children of God. And when I have given my life completely to Christ and the, wor- the world has no control over me, and the Satan cannot overpower me. When my life is in the safe and loving arms of God, I have no fears, I have no anxieties of tomorrow, and no fear of death. I belong to God and to Him alone. And this was the experience that's expressed by the psalmist in the Psalm 118 when he said, The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And that's what St. Paul, even after the tribulations, when he was converted, when he was imprisoned, stoned, and he said, If God is for us, who can be against us? And those who give their life to God and fill with his peace, joy, and happiness... The true joy that God fills us with finds its expression in sharing and in service, just like Mother Mary, who after having received the grace of being the mother of God, went to serve her kinswoman Elizabeth. The Christian life is a life lived in communion with fellow believers, and it's not just me and Jesus. The normal Christian life is a life that recognizes a need to share faith, hope, and love with others of like mind, strengthening and encouraging each other, as well as inviting others to the joy and hope of life of Christ. And today I invite all of us to do a small spiritual exercise which is very strange to the Catholics. Get back home. When we go back home, take the Bible and read the Gospel according to John chapter 4, the story of the woman at the well. 
The story of the woman at the well can represent the struggle and the faith journey of each of us and of every true Christian. The woman was broken and burdened with sin, yet she has an unquenchable thirst for something more. So she comes to the well to fetch water to quench the thirst as we go after many worldly things to fill our emptiness. And Jesus comes in search of her. And he knows what she is searching for and promises the grace of living waters. The woman cannot grasp what Jesus is telling because of her, her own sinfulness, her own limitations. But her limitations and sins were not barriers to Jesus. And the most striking feature is that when she was made aware of our sins, she does not withdraw and she does not run away in shame but remains open to Jesus so that he could touch her and transform her. And seeing Jesus and listening to Jesus, being with Jesus liberates her from the past sins and the anxieties of the future. And this freedom in Christ fills her with joy and peace. And then she goes out to proclaim, to share her faith. And the gospel reads, The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he be possibly the Messiah? Many of the Samaritans began to believe in Jesus because of the word of the woman who testified. I gave a long pause just to bluff you that the sermon is over. <laughs> Actually, it's going to start now. But it's going to be very short now. Just two questions. Just let's think to oneself, how much time do I spend in a week talking about faith in my family? Or we can ask, what is my feeling when it comes to the matter of talking or sharing or expressing my faith? Do I feel uncomfortable, ashamed, reluctant, indifferent, or am I happy, joyful, and exuberant? <laughs>